Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, editor here at EM360, and your host on today's episode. Make sure you stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you go for your podcast needs. In today's episode, I'm joined by Stephen Cobb, CEO of Opal, and we're going to be talking about why least privilege is the future of cybersecurity. Stephen, welcome to the show. Matt, thanks so much for having me. No worries at all. Could you just give us a little bit of background on who you are and what you do at Opal? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I'm the CEO of a Series A startup called Opal. I was a developer at Dropbox, and at Dropbox, we had a lot of tooling for access management. And this tooling was crucial to the proper functioning of the company, but because it was tooling, because it was built internally, no one really wanted to work on it. So felt like there was a market need for an access management product that you know was truly next generation. And so that's how I got into Opal. That's how I got into the uh, the business of access management. Great. Thank you for that. Um, so obviously today, in today's episode, we're kind of focusing on maybe not so much kind of like zero longstanding access, but more on the kind of lighter side of least privilege. Could you just walk us through kind of what least privilege actually is and why it's so important? Yeah, absolutely. So least privilege is, is simple. It is a philosophy in security and, and access management where people have only the access they need to do their job. Nothing more, nothing less. Now, this is important mainly because of how the, the infrastructure and security landscape has changed over the years. We've seen an explosion of third-party apps, of you know diverse types of infrastructure, of internal tools. And this sort of landscape makes it difficult to have a nice, clean perimeter that you can draw around and guard carefully. And so as a result, we've seen the security landscape change from this sort of perimeter defense where, you know, you you have a firewall, you guard it very closely to a defense in depth philosophy where you sort of assume that at some point the perimeter is going to be breached, but you try to mitigate. And a really important mitigation strategy is least privilege. You know, the idea is that if an account is compromised, the less access it has, the less damage that can be done. So why don't more companies kind of necessarily value this kind of philosophy? And why is it maybe difficult to achieve for some enterprises? Yeah, so it's, it's you know, I think we're in the midst of this transition from a, a perimeter defense mindset to a defense in depth mindset. And so the reality is the defense in depth approach is it's just harder to implement. It's easy to have this, you know, this, this really clear firewall, this really clear, you know, boundary around all of your sensitive assets and, and just guard that versus, you know, something like least privilege is, is a much more holistic, challenging initiative to implement. For each system, you want to limit access to, you know, for an employee. And I think there are a number of challenges that, that do this, but, you know, the, it really boils down to being a process challenge. You, this is a, an objective that needs to be implemented by the entire company across every sensitive system. And oftentimes it's, it's just difficult to figure out, you know, what, what are the right roles that people need? What are the right permissions that people need? And 
people don't have the tooling for quickly, you know, identifying what they might need, requesting access, approving access, and propagating that access. And so this these challenges all sort of come together and result in people just giving out too much access as, as just sort of an expediency rather than winnowing down the access footprint to exactly what people need. So I think it's a process challenge more than anything else. And then it's also a tooling challenge. And to, to what extent does the kind of like mindset of companies kind of factor into this and how does that need to shift? Yeah, it's a great question. So the mindset is challenging because it's usually the security team that has this objective of implementing least privilege. But that security team, while they might manage access to things like, you know, cloud provider roles, there are many systems that they don't manage access to. You know, oftentimes databases or Salesforce, GitHub, all these sensitive systems are outside of the scope of security. And so they rely on other teams to sort of implement these objectives. And this is often where it falls off. There's just a mismatch in interest between security who's thinking about the org and the org's attack surface and the rest of the org that's just trying to do their job. And so I think the the mindset that, you know, security is very, security has many priorities and at least privilege is, is pretty high on their list. The mindset shift that needs to be to happen is, is kind of with the rest of the organization where, you know, the rest of the org is empowered to help security implement its its objectives and its goals around least privilege great so how how do you feel as though like opal plays into this culture and the mindset shift around access yeah that, that, that's a great question matt so as i mentioned there's sort of two big challenges to, to organizations implementing least privilege there's sort of you know this this process challenge of you know orchestrating all these different teams for this common objective and then there's just this technology or tooling challenge of, you know, having a single surface where you can identify what you need, where there's a clear ownership model for everything. And you can quickly request access via your productivity tool suite, whether that's Slack, Teams, something else, and have that access propagated. So Opal helps a lot on the ladder right now, where we give you that single plane of data, plane pane of glass, that single request catalog for figuring out what you need, and all the automation around propagating that access and defining an ownership model. Increasingly, we are helping on the former too, the process challenge of, you know, how do I figure out who all the owners are at the company? How do I figure out what the right role-based abstractions are in each one of these systems so that I'm not giving out more access in Salesforce or GitHub or AWS than than is needed. And so we help both with the, the tooling and the infrastructure side of things. We hook up to all of your, you know, third-party applications, your developer infrastructure, your internal tools. We hook up to all these, these different technologies and give you this integrated surface. And then we also help out on the process side of actually understanding how your org works today, meeting you halfway, and helping you sort of leverage this this tooling and infrastructure that we provided for consolidated access management so as someone who's had quite a lot of experience in this area do you feel as though there's there's quite a few misconceptions that surround um least privilege yeah i i think there are i think you know maybe the some of the biggest ones are around 
you know, it just sort of being this lofty goal that no one ever really achieves, but everyone kind of like tries to achieve. I think the reality is the sort of like scalable process that's needed to do this, where, you know, everyone from the security team, but all the way down to, you know, the team admins, the people who are actually like administering, you know, the databases or the Salesforce roles on a day-to-day basis. I think it's possible for these people to like play a, you know, a daily role in helping maintain these privilege at an org. You really just need the right surface to, to sort of orchestrate that process. And so I think the biggest misconception is that least privilege is, is sort of a, an unobtainable goal. Uh, and Opal is really trying to prove that misconception wrong that really this is just, this isn't, this doesn't require a, a crazy machine learning algorithm to you know, identify superfluous access and then automatically revoke it, that really it just requires some pretty pretty straightforward workflows to scale your process internally. Great. So it sounds like you're kind of optimistic about the space. How do you feel as though access management will evolve like in the next five to 10 years? Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, this fits very, very much into least privilege. And I, I think that people increasingly see the need for least privilege. I think what that sort of looks like in practice is, you know, in addition to like sort of the process tooling that we offer, we, we offer a lot of what's called just-in-time access tooling. You know, so basically the idea is for some resources like a production database, there should be zero long-standing access. And what that means is you need to have the right infrastructure in place to allow people to quickly get access to that production database when they need it. So if they're responding to an on-call incident, they can very quickly get access. But the point is, is the resource is so sensitive that they don't have access at all um, in a long-standing way. And so one of the trends that I think we'll see is increasingly moving to more just-in-time access away from long-standing access. One of the things that this does is it just, it makes it easier to implement these privilege. When I join a company on day one, if I'm an engineer, if I'm a salesperson, that's going to entitle me to some access by default. You know, if I'm an engineer, I'm probably going to get access to some, you know, source code repositories. If I'm a salesperson, I'm probably going to get access to some Salesforce roles. And that's okay. Like, it it makes sense that, you know, you don't don't want to just, you know, make everything dynamic, just-in-time access. There's some access that is okay to just give out when you first join the company. But it's really hard to sort of like figure out beforehand exactly what someone within a company is going to need over their lifetime at the company. And so what just-in-time access also does is just it takes the pressure off of defining the perfect access model for, for your employees, right? The idea is you can sort of err on the side of giving out too little access with the knowledge that you know, your employees have this easy surface in Opal or, you know, some some other uh, application. They have this easy surface for, for quickly getting what they need. And so increasingly, I'm gonna, I see the space as moving toward this, you know, ephemeral just-in-time model, which takes pressure off of, of defining the exact access control model that people need and overall just keeps an organization's access footprint down. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Steve. It was great to get your expertise on today's topic. Thanks so much, Matt. Have a great day. And you, and you. And and thank you to everyone listening as well. We hope you took a lot away from today's episode. But for further information on what we discussed today, please head on over to opal.dev. 
We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. But until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, please head on over to EM360Tech.com.